game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Center ice to the Oilers blue line to Kalorn. He put it through the middle. That's given away. Now a pass to Hyman. He's got a breakaway. Hyman, the backhand scores! Zach Hyman makes it 6-2 for the Oilers. Well, there is burnt duck everywhere tonight at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers pounding Anaheim 8-2. Zach Hyman with a couple of goals. Connor McDavid, a goal and four assists a second consecutive four-assist game, and he gets his ninth game of his career of five or more points as the Oilers win their second straight. They're 7-12-1 on the season. They've won five of their last eight. The Ducks, who started the season very well, have now lost six in a row, and they drop to 9-12 and 12 on the season. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 9.56. We're live in Studio 99 for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. 8-2 final. Crazy for First period, Rob Anaheim led 2-1 just past the six-minute point of the game, and maybe the first 12 or 13 minutes weren't great for Edmonton, but they did score the final seven goals of this <laughs> hockey game. Yeah, we saw uh, uh, why the Anaheim Ducks have dropped. Is it five in a row coming into tonight's game? Uh, they are a team that I thought at times worked hard. I, I don't think at any point tonight did they work smart. They gave up way too many grade-A scoring opportunities, way too many odd man rushes uh they took dumb penalties uh they they certainly hung their first goaltender out to dry as i think of the six goals he had there was two breakaways a couple two-on-ones a three-on-one uh it was a, a, a terrible defensive play and the edmonton Oilers, uh, a team that is desperate to gain a little mojo gain a little swagger gain a little confidence they certainly did that as their best players tonight feasted on the turnovers and uh 8-2 was probably uh probably the best it could have been for the anaheim ducks as the others uh certainly had their way over the last 45 minutes of this hockey game as anaheim failed to show up the last two and a half periods yeah, and McDavid now up to 25 points on the season, so that puts him into uh, 13th now, tied for 13th with several players after being what was he 130th a few. A few well, games I mean that's nine a, points in two games. I know that I know there was fear for Oilers fans over the, after the first 12, 13 games of the season, but the one thing that we kept talking about this is a team last year that was very, very good. Uh, they went out in the summer and they thought they actually improved by getting Connor Brown. It didn't go as they thought or hoped it would go to start the year. But the Oilers' power play that was in seventh or eighth, same power play that was the best in the world last year. Uh, Connor and Leon, who were deep in the scoring leaders category early in the year, uh, they still it's the best two offensive players over the last five years. They were going to get better, and I think that it's unfortunate it cost uh, two guys coaching jobs. It cost one guy a goaltending opportunity here. But this team is starting to simplify, starting to play the way that they did late in the year last year, and now starting to put together a few wins. So 8-2 is the final. It was 6-2 on that goal by Hyman, 7 minutes and 20 seconds into the second period. Lucas Dostal, who stole a game here almost a year ago, it was in December, 
with a 46-save performance and a 4-3 win. I set the line for his save percentage in this game <laughs> at 9.09 for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. He finishes with a save percentage of 6.25. He allowed six goals on 16 shots. So Aaron took the under. It is indeed well under. So Aaron gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. I mean, the the first shot, I think, on game uh, in the game was the one-timer from Kane. Yeah, that was the Oilers' first that shot. That was the Oilers' first shot. This, uh, then they had the... Uh, McDavid three on one. I think was that the second goal or the third goal that of the game? That was the second goal. So the huge breakaway was the third goal. So there, so there's f- of his first four shots on net, two were breakaways because the, the the McDavid one was a three on one, but more or less was a breakaway. He skated from the blue line in by himself. So there's just three of his first four shots were breakaway, breakaway, cross ice, two on one, and he's probably looking at the bench at that point, saying, "Okay, seriously." Seriously, give me a little bit of help back here. And they didn't. The rest of that, I mean, they made more silly mistakes and then started taking stupid penalties that uh, eventually created the 8-2 score and gave a, a lot of Edmonton Oilers players confidence going into a much-anticipated game on Tuesday. Yeah, which we'll talk about as we go along. They're going to be playing the Vegas Golden Knights, Vegas in Calgary tomorrow. Dreisaitl and Ekholm got power play goals in the third to round up the scoring. The Oilers two for six on the power plays presented by Conlon Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Anaheim 0 for 3 with the man advantage. I, I thought that and then we've, we see this. Uh, most teams in the NHL, even if they're not deep offensively, if they get pressure, I mean, there's so much creativity in the league, they they can do good things if you can hem another team in. And I thought the Ducks, like you said, they worked. Mm-hmm. They, I noticed, I, I felt anyway in the first period, they were just, we're getting the puck to the net, we're getting the puck to the net, we're crashing the net. Um, no, they couldn't sustain it for as long, but as, as you pointed out, what separates teams often is the play in their own end and the play in the neutral zone. And Anaheim was terrible. I mean, you look at some of the plays, uh, the two-on-one Kane and Brown, it just, three Anaheim Ducks just got lost in the neutral zone and all of a sudden it turns into an odd man break. Uh, the Connor McDavid one where he comes in and scores, it's the puck was in the offensive zone and we've talked about poor pinching and uh, Bouchard has been uh, guilty a couple times but his when he jumped in, it was 50, it was close, it was 50-50. That number 60, Lacombe, he made a swing in there. I mean, Nurse was eight feet from the puck Lacombe was 30 feet from the puck, and he swung in there instead of backing out, and then two ducks change, and all of a sudden, it's a three-on-one, and it's like, hey, wait a second, and then the, the last one was the, who was the next goal? That Was was it a Hyman goal, or who was the, the third? The, oh, Nuge, the Nuge breakaway, where yeah. they, I mean, again, they got caught watching the puck, so the, I, the Oilers who had gone, they, they'd gone games, like four or five, six games without an odd man break, I don't know what the final tally was tonight, but they must have had close to double digits in odd man breaks tonight. And the Edmonton Oilers are not a team that you want to give up those opportunities to. They will make you pay, and they did time and time again tonight. All right, so 8-2, the Oilers win it. The Japanese Village goal light is on for the second straight game on 630Ched.com. We turn it on whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game. So head there, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Connor Brown, by the way, uh, 
you know, one of the players hoping to uh, get going a little bit here in his 14th game. He picks up his first point as a member of the Edmonton Oilers as uh, he got an assist on the first goal by uh, Evander Kane. Well, it's a long time coming, and I'm sure, uh, I mean, he's not going to go out and celebrate, but it certainly will look nicer in the score sheets before the, the games where there's not 0-0-0. Uh, he's looking better and better. I, he's going to get ample opportunities playing with, with Leon and Kane, and it was a nice play. Uh, he put it right in an area where Kane was able to one-time it without having to slow the puck down. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to score you 75, 85 points, but if he can be a 55-point guy, solid defensively, and a good worker, uh, you'll be happy, and you're starting to see that more and more in his game. He's very tenacious on the puck, and he is big and strong when he's in the corners, the opposition player knows. And, I mean, high, so this is the uh, 20th game for the Oilers, so mm-hmm. a quarter plus two, I guess. Uh, Hyman's at 12 goals, multiple of that times four. 48 goal season. That's if he gets there, and Evander Kane's up to 10. A 40 goal season. I mean, if they could actually do it, I mean, again, they're both going to have lots of opportunities. Uh, they're either going to play with Connor or Leon or flip-flop throughout the year, so they're going to have that those opportunities. Hyman's on your first power play unit. Everything goes through Kane on the second power play unit. Puck, um, I mean, it's funny. Three games ago, you were looking at the stats, and everyone was sad. And now you look at some of the stats of the players, and actually, you know, these stats aren't bad. I mean, we got a couple 40-goal scores. We got Connor and Leon moving up in the standings in the scoring race. Uh, I think it all comes to to one thing for those: they're playing simpler defensive hockey. They're not forcing things, and when they s- simplify their game, as we talked about before the before the game started tonight, they've got the guys that are capable of scoring. Their power play, as we've seen, is starting to click again. Uh, they're just not giving easy opportunities to the opposition in the last couple of games. Much bigger test when they play Vegas, yep. although they're getting them on the second of back-to-back games, I believe. Yeah, and they play Calgary. And yep. they also don't have, you know, if it's not their best defenseman, their second one, and Theodore not playing. But those are. this is a chance now to all of a sudden have another three-game winning streak. And now if they win that game with that six out of nine games. So the Oilers are starting to do the things that they need to do early in the season. They started about 12 or 13 games late, but they are cer- certainly moving up. And we saw tonight, the Anaheim Ducks are ahead of them in the standings, but we saw what what is above the Oilers. They're teams that the Oilers are much better than. We saw that tonight, and the Oilers got to continue to throw some points in the bank. They've got two more games before they have this little break here to start December. Uh, victory or two in the next two games will make that break seem a lot more uh, enjoyable for both the players and certainly for all the fans cheering for this team. Yeah, the Oilers do pass Minnesota tonight. Minnesota has a game in hand, so the Oilers with 15 points. The next team above them is uh, Anaheim with 18, who you know we expect are are not even going to stay at a 4.29 state percentage like they are now. You know, it's it's interesting um, as we've talked about. This is likely going to be a long haul for the Oilers to even be in a playoff spot at some point uh you know bob talked about the other day get to 500 by the halfway point and then try to build from there but the the one thing that does benefit the Oilers, and i, I filled in for for staff on Oilers now on friday and frank saravalli was on and he said the one thing is after the top six teams in the west it's a whole lot of mediocre or maybe a you had, team doing well that probably won't. You had to get that from the, Frank? I've been saying well, that to you saying for... That, well, I'm trying to credit another source. Huh. But I mean, just for example, 
right now the last playoff spot is Seattle. Mm-hmm. Their points percentage is 477. Yeah, they're under 500. And Nashville and Arizona have played a couple fewer games. They are 500. And as we know, 500 should not, 82 no, points in this day, and should not should get into the postseason. There are six for sure right now in, in the Western Conference. There are the, two, the three teams in each division that yeah. are in the playoffs. But those teams are set. They are going to make the playoffs. And now it's a race for the, es- the rest of the league. It's funny. Everyone thought that Bennington was going to be on the trade market coming to the others. They actually are, are doing quite well in St. Louis and sit nicely in a playoff spot. But after that, it's, it's a race. And it's a race between uh, Nashville and, and, and the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. They're not, it's not a strong conference from Team 7 down. That's why I've, I've said all along, and we had to do a podcast. I said, they asked the other day the percentage of the Oilers making the playoffs. I said 100%. I have full faith that this team is going to make the playoffs, and it's not strictly on what they can do. It's just what the teams above them are capable of doing. This, There's a lot of teams that have deficiencies, and I think the Oilers uh, are a bit stronger than those teams. They just had an absolutely horrendous start to the season. Hopefully things have now started to straighten out, and they can start making a run here. Well, and we have seen the the offenses come along. We, we, we flash back to we'll go well, we'll go right back to the first game of the season in Vancouver. Didn't, that wasn't very good. Didn't throw, I mean, that game in Philadelphia, they got they basically had one Grade A scoring chance. Yeah. They scored on it. Uh, you know, shut out against the New York Rangers. Um, their last five games. So was it thirteen plus? Six is what? 19 yep. and four. 23? Over the last five games. This is a team that's never going to have problems scoring. Uh, you just have to look at the history of all of these players, the, the shooting percentage history and their power play history and uh, the fact that uh, Connor was 190th in the scoring race. Uh, those things were all going to eventually straighten out. The, the problem for the Oilers in the first 12 games was they were so bad defensively and so many big mistakes. Um, and and I, think, I think the 8-1 game kind of startled them to start the season, and I think it probably affected them more than, than they let on. And, but now they're starting to play smarter hockey. And it, to me, it wasn't, they, I don't know if the, the coaching changed to me. They, I believe before they made the coaching, they were still going to make the playoffs. Uh, but they have a nice calming influence on the bench and in the dressing room right now. And I think they're going to get two more games, and then they're going to have a break. That's when you're going to start to see what, what Knobloch can implement as a coach. Because right. now they're going to have practice time. and they're, So it's one thing for him to put on the, the whiteboard before the game, here's what we want to do. It's another thing to be able to do it in practice over and over and over again. And then coming out of that, uh, the first week of December, then you're going to start seeing more of the, the fingerprints uh, of Chris Knobloch as a coach on this hockey team. All right, 8-2 the final tonight in favor of the Oilers. And speaking of Chris Knobloch, here he is at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. A lot more direct hockey. First five, um, actually probably, yeah, 10 or 15 minutes for sure. Um, it was a little sloppy. I thought we were happy with just exchanging chances. And most often we can win a lot of games by doing that just because I think you exchange chances and your skills going to 
probably finished more chances than in the opposition chances. But uh, I think in the long run, when you're playing good teams that don't exchange chances, you are running into trouble. And that's something we don't want to get into is playing that type of hockey. And I thought they did a heck of a job the last 50 minutes of, um, I don't know, we gave up 11 shots in probably the last uh, 50 minutes of hockey. So I think they were playing um, pretty responsible from then. So for the last, you know, five of the last six periods, or five plus of the last six periods, what, what, what do those, uh, what is that stretch of hockey? What do you think that's meant to your team? Um, and as you guys try to turn it around here? Um, well, I think a lot of things are happening right now. You can see the confidence in some of our players, and I think uh, McDavid's probably leading that um, with his point production and making plays. Um, but I think a lot of it is of our team. Uh, we're getting four lines that are playing really well. The insertion of Yanmark into our lineup has helped, um, taking away some penalty kill responsibilities from our top guys. And um, yeah, and Brown also. Brown and Yanmark have been a, a really good pair. Uh, so some of those other guys have um, really had spot duty, which they can, they can do it. But five on five, I you know they're they're much better when they're they're rested. So if we need them, Kelling, they can do it. But I think we're better off on you know those Yanmarks and Browns and Fogels and McLeods doing more um, more of that penalty kill time. Do you have an appreciation for Hamblin and the journey that he's had in you know, five years in the dub and then obviously the parts of four seasons in the American League, especially given that you've touched those bases as a head coach yourself on that way? Um, absolutely. It's, it's nice to see those guys um, grind it out and get rewarded for all their hard work and perseverance. Um, yeah, it's happy. And you see guys through the... Um, through my coaching career that have that opportunity. They're not big enough, they're not fast enough, and yeah, Hammy's been uh, playing really well, uh, really well for us, and just nice to see him get reward with another goal. How much of the transition game were some of the things that you've worked on over the last few days that you've had a chance to, to practice, and how much of it was maybe just the style of game that your opponent played? Uh, sorry, Bob, can you repeat that? The transition game. How much of it was what you've worked on in practice and used in the middle of the ice, and how much of it was maybe a little bit opponent-dependent? Um, yeah, I don't... Not, not necessarily. I think I saw what we were practicing on the, um, on the ice. Um, you know, I thought our D moved the puck up well. I thought our forwards did pretty well on the wall, making those um, the next play. Um, certainly after the first uh, 10 or 15 minutes. But, um, you know, I think that transition play on the attack, probably where we got into most of our troubles first, um, just too many turnovers at the blue line. Um, last 50 minutes, I, I don't recall that many, or if any. So it's a, it's a fine line on making plays on the attack, especially the team that we have it's going to happen. We don't want to be a complete dump and chase team, but when they've defended it and our options are limited, we want to put that puck behind their defense, put on the forward check, and that's ultimately what you want your team to be, is a team to hard, be hard to play against, and um, I think we're, we're getting more of that into our game. Chris, uh, Darnell Nurse outlet passes today directly to goals, the, the McDavid and then the Nugent Hopkins one. Uh, Nugent Hopkins mentioned how he basically called the right off the draw. What, what have you seen? I don't know how much you, you knew about him, how much you'd watched, but what have you seen of his play lately that you've liked? 
Well, I think Paul's been doing a really good job with the defense back there. Um, a lot of talking and uh, communication with him, trying to get him being a little more assertive and making plays. Um, the plays that Darnell made, especially the one on uh, off the faceoff to um, Hopkins, was just an exceptional pass. But um, you know, such a good skater with a good stick, can close space like very few in the NHL can. And that's the biggest thing we're trying to push him is just be assertive, close that space, and um, just create turnovers. And I think he's been doing a good job at doing that. And uh, since you've come here, the, the penalty bill's now at 89.6%. Uh, you've given up as many goals as you've scored. You're even three and three uh, on the penalty kill. Have, did you make any systemic changes at all? What's led to the success on the penalty kill recently? Um, well, it's unfair to say that it's just me coming in there that we changed anything. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, yeah, be honest, a lot of it has to do with luck. And times pucks go in when they, you might not give up a chance and one chance and it goes in. And, um, you know, I think there's been chances where um, our goaltending's been good. They obviously, anytime penalty kills are going well, Absolutely, your goaltending has to make and saves, and I think, think that's part of it. I think a lot of it has to do with um, just the guys that we're using. I think they're rested, they're bought in, they have found a role, and they're really dedicated in performing that job well. Um, and then another thing, I think Stewie, I've, he's uh, Mark Stewart's running the penalty kill. And uh, when I got here, we were trying to divide up responsibilities and who's going to do what. And, um, you know, Gully's obviously got the power play. And um, Koff is running the defense. Um, I haven't done much penalty kill. And we, I, you know, obviously we put it on his plate. And for everything I've seen so far, the meetings he's doing and what he's telling the guys is uh, phenomenal. And um, so, you know, there's many reasons, and I think uh, the job Stewie's done is a big part of it. And uh, tonight, the first seven, eight minutes, you made, you didn't like your team's game. Stewart seemed to be fighting the puck a little bit, you know, didn't make a lot of clean saves, and then he made that one glove save, and then after that, he just seemed more poised. How important is it for you to, you know, see guys kind of fight their way through, maybe if they don't have everything early, but then find a way to find their game? Yeah, no, um, first period, um, it obviously he found his game, and I think for goalies, um, it's they usually perform well when it's there's predictability when you know where the shots are going to come down and there's going to be breakdowns and then you need to goalie making a key save but I think as the game went on there's more predictability on we had better structure and uh, the first goal I don't think he has any opportunity to save that uh, the second one I think um, he just got in between making a read and I know there was one that looked a little um, shaky but it was kind of a fluke play where shot was going wide, went off the back of the net, and it bounces into his feet behind him. So it looks awkward, but really there's nothing he can do on that play. But um, certainly he lets in two goals and he just got, you know, a kind of a shaky um, road trip a little bit. And he could definitely be second-guessing himself, but, it's, you know, I don't think there was at all tonight. He, he found his game and he played really well. And back to that save on the uh, the glove hand save. Um, it was a good shot. 
it was a good scoring chance, and he um, he made it look pretty easy. Uh, Chris, you have a unique perspective in that you saw Connor when he was very young, and now you're seeing him here, close up close when he's at the top of his game. I was just wondering, you know, what are you seeing right now from him that maybe you saw back then that kind of compare the two back then and now? Well, as good as Connor is right now, I don't think I'm ever going to see anything I saw in junior. Um, just because of the level of competition, he was um, far superior than uh, most of his peers there. Um, but right now, obviously, he's, he's confident with the puck. Um, he's obviously got a lot of chemistry with Hyman and uh, Nuge. And, you know, it's nice to see those guys. You know when a line has chemistry because, one, they're performing well on the ice. But when they're coming off the bench, immediately they're talking. They're communicating about what they saw and what they could have done. And it's not like talking on frustration of, give me the puck, why didn't you do this? There's none of that. It's just like, oh, I just see this play and I was going here and this is what I was thinking. And um, I think that's that's nice to see. It's difficult to imagine a guy have confidence issues, but he said, you know, a few weeks ago that it, that might have been an issue. But um, what have you seen since you got here in a sense that, what is what changed in the last week for him? I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. Um, maybe just getting away, getting on the road. Um, maybe getting some lucky balances. Just it's amazing how much uh, a player's confidence gets affected with just scoring a point. Um, just getting on the score sheet, or maybe I don't know. It's. I'm not sure what turned it around. Obviously, he's an elite athlete, an incredible player. He was going to figure it out. Like, he was going to find his game. And, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what was the uh, turning point. Here to your left, um, a couple of weeks ago you were standing up there uh, as the new head coach of the Oilers and, and you have your family in town with you for the first time. I just wonder if you can describe sharing this great experience in this new hockey experience with them for a first time in person? Um, yeah, no, it's pretty special. Um, it's been a great weekend, them being here, and um, you know, I, I think they had a pretty good experience. I saw them for a little bit after the game, and um, certainly want to hear more about their night, and uh, you know, the way we play tonight, and the way the outcome, we're going to have to get them here more often. Coach, we just have a question in the back here. This young lady has one for you. Um, how fun has it been to coach Connor McDavid? <laughs> um, it's been a great pleasure coaching Connor. Obviously, he's um, a great hockey player. You see that on the ice, making plays that very few can. But also, the leadership he provides to the team, is um, it helps the coaches a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Chris, over here, Zach Hyman has, has always said he's not just a natural goal scorer, but he's got 12 goals in 20 games. Is it just around the puck a lot? That's why he scores the goals he does? Um, well, one, you... Um, goals, no matter who you are, Ovechkin, um, Stamkos, uh, you know, those elite scored Matthews, you know, they've got an exceptional shot, and maybe he doesn't have that natural scoring ability of shooting on the um, uh, the perimeter or outside the dots but even as good as they are at scoring goals it's usually around the net you think of their goals their score and 
some come to mind, but if you look at the course of all the goals they score, it's usually just crashing the net. And well, Zach's been going to the net and not getting tied up, um, making sure he's fighting for position, getting inside position, uh, not allowing the defenseman, lifting his stick, doing those kind of things. And so he's been rewarded with it. And and also it doesn't hurt playing with Dreisaitl and McDavid because they're obviously going to get find uh, find him a lot and get get the puck towards there or towards the net. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Okay, that's Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch after his team takes it to the Anaheim Ducks 8-2 tonight. Uh, I, I enjoy listening to him talk. It's fun. He's not jaded by the media yet, so he enjoys talking to the guys. <laughs> but uh, it, a couple of things that stood up when, when he talked about uh, Connor McDavid and his, and his confidence, and it's true. He said sometimes it's just getting your name on a score sheet. All of a sudden, that boosts your confidence, and it does for an offensive player. If you're if you're supposed to get your name on the score sheet, if you're supposed to score a goal, and it's been a couple of games, you're it's like okay, is it going to come? Then you start thinking about it, and then you start taking it home with you, and then it starts coming back to the rink the next day, and you're coming in a negative mood. Uh, but all of a sudden, you get a bounce, and usually the the first goal you get, it's not one of your better ones, but it just the bounce goes in, and all of a sudden you get a little bit of swagger back. And I think that's what happened with the other's power play, and I think that's what happened with Connor and Leon. Now it's just, okay, now they look normal again. And I like the other one when he talked about penalty kill, and he said, well, sometimes it's just luck. Why is your penalty killing better? The bounces, they're hitting a stick and missing the net, or they're hitting the outside of the post, or it's hitting a goalie when he's not looking. Sometimes you just need those breaks, and the Oilers' penalty killing has been good, and they're getting some luck where they didn't get earlier in the season. So uh, this, was a, this was a confidence builder for everyone up and down the lineup, and they certainly need the confidence as they go into a much tougher stretch this week against two very good teams. So the Oilers win 8-2. McDavid gets five points for the ninth time in his career. He has a five-point game. He's the first star, Zach Hyman. Scores twice tonight, also has an assist. He's the second star. Darnell Nurse, very good tonight. Three assists, plus three, played 25-10, five blocked shots. He is the third star. Rob and I give it a fourth star for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Anytime, oh. anytime a fourth-line guy gets a goal, he's a star for me. James Hamlin, I can give him a star. Nice goal, good game. And, uh, I mean, frank, frankly, I just like the kid, so I hope, he, I hope he has success. Yeah, he gets his second career goal since they won big. Well, I'll give it to Vinny again. He got two assists the, for the uh, first time in the regular season and second time in his career. Vinny DeHarnay has a multi-point game. He had two assists in the Game 6 win over L.A. on April 29th. He assisted on both of Clem Costin's goals, so I'll give it to Vinny, who uh, played 14-13. By the way, Cody Cece... Missed a lot of the first period. He lost yeah. a couple teeth. Yeah, he took a puck. It was right in front of the Oilers bench, and it was. I think the the Anaheim Duck was trying to shoot the puck in. It went up the stick, and it, I mean it was immediate. Now he was in the right spot as he just opened the door and walked right down the hallway. But uh, stitches are one thing players don't mind, but when it's the teeth. That sucks because that means multiple and multiple trips to the dentist, needles, and not being able to eat. Losing teeth sucks. So I don't know. You say it's teeth, and if it is teeth, well, that really bites because that's something that's just not a stitch and you feel better the next day. That's something's going to bug you for months. 8-2, the Oilers take it. So a big donation tonight to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. 
$800 tonight. They give 100 bucks every time the Oilers score. Uh, Matthias Ekholm scored. He may have scored. We'll just quickly touch on this. He may have scored with about 550 left in the first period. He put his arms up. Now, I've learned from you that's not always an indication. But I think it might have been over the line, but there was so much going on around there, I don't think they had conclusive well, look. They, uh, unless the NHL had a different look than we did, because and none of the looks we had, you could tell. There's one where it, you're assuming it's in because of where the pad was, but where Ekholm stopped, he sprayed a lot of snow. Uh, the referees made the right call. It, it's one of those ones, if they would have called it in on the ice, it would have stayed in because yeah. there's nothing that showed it wasn't. Uh, but they called it no goal on the ice as it happened so fast. Uh, but fate fell in the right place for Ekholm as he got one later. Actually, the one he got later, I, I thought it hit someone's pads on the way in and just moved just a little bit. I think bit. it hit, that uh, might have been Fowler in front. And it, I think was on the ice for Fowler almost I, every goal against Fowler had minus a, five. He yeah. had a tough night tonight. He is a fantastic defense. on that one. Yeah. No, but he was on for a lot of goals. Feel for him. It's going to be a long year for Cam Fowler. Oilers win at 8-2. More post-game reaction, and we're happy to hear from you as well at 780-496-0063. Back after the news for more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Even to Henrique, not a Kalorn, comes up the right wing, up to the top of the circle, he'll shoot it, it goes in behind Skinner, and now he covers it up. Looked like it hit the post, it bounced in behind him, and he held on. Stuart Skinner with his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Skinner was beaten twice in the first six minutes and ten seconds by Max Jones. Did not allow a goal the rest of the way, so he stops 21 out of 23 to get the victory as the Oilers hammer the Anaheim Ducks. 8-2 tonight, 4-2 Edmonton after one, 6-2 after two. 8-2 the final. Uh, I mentioned McDavid had four points. Kane had one and one, two assists for DeHarnay. Dreisaitl had one and one, three assists from Nurse. Zach Hyman had two goals and an assist. Connor Brown gets an assist first point as a member of the Oilers. As Rob was telling you, James Hamblin scores his second career goal. Um, positive, I guess a couple guys wound up minus, but uh, just really a positive night overall for the Oilers. We should talk about that Hamblin goal too, because when he shot it, you know, when it was first blocked, I'd be like, oh, that'd be great if he got it back and shot again. Oh, he did. <laughs> well, he followed, followed up on it. He, he stayed with it. Um... Uh, you, you like the fact that he hit, was aggressive, uh, that he took the puck through the neutral zone. It, I mean, I can tell you from experience, when you get that much room in the neutral zone, no one chasing you, it's like, okay, I don't get this off, and I feel really fast. But he goes in, and he tried using the defenseman as a screen. The defenseman makes the, the block, but when a defenseman blocks it, he doesn't know where the puck's going because he's facing out, and he's usually down on one knee as he was. So Hamlin had that split second to be able to uh, grab the puck. And when he did, the goaltender had committed to the first shot and he had a wide open net. And again, not an easy play. We saw it later in the game on almost the exact same type of situation. Yanmark had an open net. But to be able to corral the puck and find the open cage and be able to hit the net, not as easy as it looks. Hamlin made it look simple. Uh, and to tell you, he's making a name for himself. He's not a guy that anyone had making the team. He'd be a guy that come off. Oh, he got a bunch of injuries. Yeah, he would feel safe with them. But they're starting to feel safe that they can put him out in situations and, and feel confident and get the job done. So uh, good on him. Another nice goal. And I mean, what's that? Two goals in the last five games or something yep. along that line. So uh, good on him. A little bit of 
production out of your fourth line. Okay, before we go to your phone calls here, let's go back down to the dressing room. Here's Darnell Nurse. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, they just got great speed and thought, uh, you know, David does a great job of snapping it back there and just had some time, so may as well, uh, may as well try it. Um, just a thought on Connor. He looks like he's back to the corner that everyone kind of knew. I know he, he's in a bit of a, not a slump, but he's having trouble finding the points that he has now. How are you seeing him right now? The way he's playing? He's been, he's been playing his butt off and doing everything he can since the start of the season. And then obviously, um, you know, it's the, the points have started to come the, the last few years, but, or last few games. But, uh, you know, with, with that said, he's been, he's been working at that same clip since uh, we got in here before camp. So he's just being rewarded for it now. I guess it's pretty obvious when the guy has nine points in two games, but is his turnaround kind of intertwined with the way the others have kind of turned things around the last little bit? Yeah, obviously he's, a, he's the leader on this team. I think our team has played uh, some really good, really good hockey over the last last two games. And I think you know over stretches even before that, uh, you know we've been playing a little more simple and, and finding ways to you know get leads, and then obviously in the last two games uh, being able to, to get the lead and hold on. So uh, some good signs, a couple uh, good wins in a row, but uh, we got to keep it going there. You guys have talked a lot about wanting to lower the goals against. You've won five your last eight, and you've only allowed seven goals in those five games. So kind of capped an obvious thing here. That What have you liked about in those games about your defensive play that maybe wasn't there earlier in the season? I mean, you said captain obvious, so we let in seven goals. That's a good sign. Uh, no, I think it comes down to, to everything uh, in those games, You know, whether it's forwards, tracking back, D having uh, good gaps in the neutral zone. Skinny making some huge saves for us in big moments, and then you know the confidence in the D zone comes to go in close plays and, and whatnot. So um, I think it's been a combination of, of all those those aspects of our game that's got to continue. Darnell, the best part of the win tonight, maybe the way you guys were able to weather a, kind of a rocky start and, and kind of carry it from there. Yeah, I mean, they, they came out and had a really good push. Uh, we were down two one. We weren't uh, deterred by it though, and, and just stuck to our game and we're able to capitalize on the chances that we got. And I think that's uh, what's special about this group is that uh, we're a resilient group, but we got to continue to play the way that I think the, the standard that we know we can play at um, and it's got to be every night playing this way with Vegas coming in Tuesday just maybe a thought on, on getting them again yeah, I mean, you know, um, the point we're at right now, we're just playing hockey, and I think we, we move on to the next game, and it doesn't matter who comes in here, we want to take care of our own game and, and see where that gets us at the end of the night, so um, it's uh, obviously there's going to be a lot made of it, because we played them in the playoffs last year, but the same token for us as a team, uh, we're kind of at the point here, we just got worried about ourselves. Thanks, Darnell. All right, that's Darnell Nurse, three assists tonight as the Oilers hammer the Anaheim Ducks 8-2. They have won uh, seven of their last eight games against the Ducks, and the one Anaheim won, they needed <laughs> their goalie to make 46 saves on 49 shots. So it's uh, it's swung from you and I start doing the games together. Well, and, uh, they don't have Getzlaff and Perry, Perry and, and, and Gibson was uh, back then was a star. Uh, now it's uh, I, I thought it's funny when I first thought okay this is a young Ducks team coming in and then I started going through their lineup it's not that young a team they got a couple young players again I, I talked about McTavish earlier that kid's going to be good yeah he's got a ton of talent but they've got uh, it's an older they got a lot of 30 year old players on this team and so it's it's I, I don't know if it's not a rebuild but uh, it's certainly not a retool as this team is a team that is, is struggling mightily right now. Um, they they just did not play. No, I haven't seen a lot of their games. They did not play the right way tonight. They just made so many huge gaffes. So yeah, this is a I I, I see this Euler domination over Anaheim going on for a little bit longer. 
The, the only way the Ducks can win games right now is if their goaltender plays very, very well. And unfortunately tonight, he wasn't given the opportunity to play well because the grade-A chances were just too many and, and too often for him to be able to give them the effort they needed. All right, let's go to the CertainTeed hotline. CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed for all the way. We have Keenan standing by. Hi, Keenan, go ahead. Sorry, I had to yawn there quickly. Getting late, boys. <laughs> um, how, how are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, good. Go ahead, man. Uh, for sure. Um, I just want to say, you know, I've, I'm living down here in Calgary, and I, all I hear is nothing but negativity towards the Oilers and the start they've had. And I just you can't give up on this team. You got McDavid and Dreisaitl and the past like weeks since especially since Knobloch came in we've really been really good it's surely been a patient test to say the least and you know one player I have noticed guy you just had on Darnell Nurse is like this season I don't know what it is but he just has that extra pep in his step and it seems to be going unnoticed I have to say very underrated and unnoticed starts to his year well, it's nice to get a complimentary call about Darnell Nurse because uh, a lot of people are never going oh, to forgive his contract. But, yeah, thanks for that. Well, and he had a, he had a great game tonight. And, and Rob and I, sometimes when we're watching the game together, we notice a lot of subtle, difficult plays he makes mm-hmm. that, that that look that he makes look easy. Then, then maybe that's why sometimes they don't get noticed. Well, and a lot of, I mean, the willingness to put his body on the line to block shots. I, I mean, all of the others defensemen do, uh, but nobody more than Darnell Nurse. Uh, his upside is huge. Now, the one thing that Darnell gets himself into trouble with at times is trying to create something out of nothing and try to, to force a play. I think having, you know, Koff back there running the defense now, I think he'll be able to settle him down a little bit. Uh, but you, you saw the play he made to Nugent Hopkins and Knobloch talked about it. Like, that is a, a world-class play to be able to snap it up on the stick in stride, uh, just thread it between the, the defensemen and get it to Nuge, that's a great play. So uh, for the, if the Oilers are going to be a good team this year, uh, Darnell Nurse has to be a good hockey player, and I think he has been. And uh, as we talk about, every coach that has had Darnell Nurse has been a fan of Darnell Nurse because he usually leads the team in, in, in ice time, or at least the defense in ice time, as he did again tonight. So the Oilers play Vegas on Tuesday. They will be at Winnipeg on Thursday. The Jets were beaten 3-2 by the Predators tonight, who have won five straight. The scoreboard presented by Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. It was the Hurricanes rallying to beat the Blue Jackets 3-2. Jake Neighbors, the former Edmonton Oil King, gets a couple of goals tonight to help the Blues beat Chicago 4-2. Red Wings win at home 4-1 against the Wild. Oilers win it here 8-2 against Anaheim. We have Tony on the Certainty Hotline. Tony, go ahead, please. Oh, God, is it nice to win some games, boys? Uh, You know, all this negativity around the team, and you know what? Finally, I never thought I'd say this, but it looks like Connor and Leon are back. You know, they're scoring. Leon scored one from his signature place. The one thing that I've been wondering about, and it's because he hasn't played at all, and I think he was in uh, the practice in Florida. Why are we choosing Ernie over Gagne? Um, I mean, that's probably a better question for Chris Knobloch than us. Uh, I just think that they like the physical element that Adam Ernie gives. 
I think that they feel if in a pinch he could penalty kill. Um, I think that would be the only things. I think that if it if there was a guy in the top six that came out, then Sam Gagne would go in and fill that spot. But as a fourth line player, I think they just like the physicality that they can get out of Ernie more so than the skill that they would get out of Sam Gagne in your fourth line role. All right, Connor McDavid, five points, nine in his last two games. Here he is. You guys' offense is going. Obviously, it wasn't the best start, but you guys didn't seem to get rattled by. You just mm-hmm. kept going and then kind of took the game over. Yeah, it was a good response uh, goal by you know, Leo, Leo's, Leo's line. Uh, you know, big goal by Kaner. Uh, they go two one again, and we find a way to, to to get back in the game and something that we've been missing kind of throughout the year. So um, good to see a little bit of resilience there. Um, obviously, points to you come a little bit easier it seems than other people, but. Um, early on, they weren't going in as much for you. The last week, you got 12 points in, in four games. Um, is confidence remotely in a thing that even you at times would, would struggle with, or just things going in now that maybe weren't going in earlier? Uh, well, confidence is obviously a big part of it. Um, you know, I think our whole team is playing better, and I think that's why you're seeing guys start to, to have success. Uh, you know, it's not just a, a light switch that, you know, one guy or two guys can... can uh, can just turn on um, you know it takes a whole group and I thought our group's been playing better of late and you're starting to see you guys have a little bit of success um, and a little bit too is it just going in you know uh, you know guys are making plays and and, uh, and it's just going in just to build up this question I mean what have the last two games meant to you guys as a group as you're trying to get it going here yeah obviously it's big um, but all it is is two wins and need another one on Tuesday um, we just got to keep rolling our game over and and uh, and that's all there is to it. You see me playing a bit cleaner game, I guess, just, you know, maybe simplifying things a little bit. How would you kind of see that your game in the last week or so? Personally or the team? The team. Uh, the team game, I think, uh, has definitely just been simpler. Something that, something that uh, you know, we talked about. And, um, you know, I thought guys have done a great job of kind of buying into that. And um, We're a good forechecking team. We really are. Um, you know, and when we use that to our, our strength, uh, you know, we can make uh, we can make it a half ice game pretty quick, and um, you know that's something that we need to keep doing. Talk about James Hamlin and just what he's brought to the team since coming up. Yeah, he's great. He's he's just you know steady Eddie back there, um, um, you know, on that on that line, and you know brings a lot of reliability and and um, you know chipping in with a little bit of offense is always great. You know, uh, couldn't happen to a better guy. Um, just looking forward to Vegas here on, on Tuesday. Now, you guys are playing your best hockey of the year right now. It's a good time to kind of get them in here. And well, it's a big game. Uh, it's a measuring game for us to see, uh, you know, where, we, where we're at against, uh, you know, one of the league's best, if not the, the league's best. So um, good measuring stick game for us and, and something that uh, we should be looking forward to. Well, it will be. That'll be a fun one. Vegas plays tomorrow. Rematch of the playoffs. I mean, Vegas won the Stanley Cup uh, obviously, so that'll be a fun one on Tuesday night. But this one was fun as well. Uh, the teams combined for six goals in the first period, and the Oilers going to win it 8-2. Alright, uh, we'll get to a couple more phone calls. Uh, I think we're going to hear from Nuge as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Long pass through the middle. It's a breakaway pass. Nugent Hopkins scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets 
It's the long pass from Darnell Nurse, and the Oilers are up 3-2. Well, that'll be recorded as the game winner, Rob. Third yeah. goal and an 8-2 win. Nuge on a breakaway in the first period. Hey, he's got that shot, shot down pat, yeah, you does exactly it? Where he, he's you know going. where he's going. The goalie knows where he's going. Everyone in the stands knows where he's going. But when you can pick your spot, uh, you can go there, and it still finds its way in the back of the net. Um, it is fun when you get a breakaway, and it's more fun when you get to celebrate after. It's funny, Hyman, who's had a number of breakaways where the puck wasn't going in, uh, he scored on a breakaway tonight too, and I don't think he got all of it. Right. But as, as Connor McDavid said, sometimes things are finding the back of the net, gain a little bit of confidence. Uh, I think Hyman has had better moves this year that didn't have success, but it all equals out in the end and uh, snuck in behind the, the defenseman of the Anaheim Ducks. He put the puck in and... Uh, he's got. A, he's having a magical year. He had a great. He had his career best ever last year, and I believe he's on pace to have an even better season this year. So hopefully, that will continue. All right, we'll uh, hear from Nuge in a couple minutes. Here, first Brent on the Certainty Hotline. Hey, Brent, go ahead. Hey guys, great win tonight. Yep. Um, I was just kind of wondering uh, about uh, Chris Nalbach when he's speaking to the media. He just he seems a little unsure and. He's obviously leaning on his coaching staff a lot, and he's giving them credit where credit is due, and that's great. But uh, I was just kind of wondering a little bit about where you start, how long it would take a coach to come in, and you really start seeing his fingerprints. Like with uh, McTavish, he was very well-spoken. Woodcroft coming out of the minors, he was very well-spoken. But, uh, yeah, with Knobloch, not so much, and... uh, I'm just kind of wondering when, how long you think it would take a coach to to get his uh, to get his mojo essentially. I I think he's got mojo. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think judging by how he sounds. Yeah, no, yeah. I I I think a lot of the people enjoy listening to him talk just because he's he's honest. Um, I mean, this is the first time he's ever had to talk really in front of media I, in the minors i've been in the minors there's one dude that's after the game and he'll say how was the game yeah we're all right okay thanks coach i'll go write about it and as an assistant coach you never talk so um he's his fingerprints will be all over this team as the season moves on uh all coaches lean on their assistant coaches they all have roles it's just like in football where the head coach, he's got the defensive guy, he's got the lineman guy, he's got the receivers guy. But at the end of the day, all decisions go through the head coach. So uh, everything that I've heard about him, he's a, he's a confident uh, in who he is as a coach. Uh, he's had success everywhere he's gone. He's well-liked. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't judge him on whether he's polished or not when he's speaking. Having said that, uh, I've enjoyed listening to him talk just because the, he's still honest. Eventually, coaches get to the point where they come in there with, okay, I'm coming in with either A, I want to get a point across, so no matter what you ask me, I'm going to get to that point, or B, I'm in a bad mood, so I'm just going to argue with whatever you say. Right. He's coming in just being honest and being open about his uh, about anything you ask him. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's, uh, he's put into a tough situation. I think he's handled it very well, and the team right now is playing well for him. 8-2, the Oilers beat the Ducks. Here's the Nuge. A little bit of a, maybe a slow start, but yeah. uh, after that, nothing slow about the way your team played. Yeah, I thought uh, we stuck with it well um, early um, and just kept rolling. I mean, we just, uh, they scored, we scored, they scored, we scored, and uh, I mean, that's that's what you got to do sometimes. Uh, 
you're not going to start the way that you want to, but uh, you have to be able to stay in it, and uh, we just kind of got rolling from that. Just give us a thought on Connor. He looks like he's kind of back to the Connor that we, we've seen here for so long. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's uh, uh, We know what he's what, what he can do, uh, what he's capable. I, I've, I thought most of the year he's, he's been playing well. Sometimes uh, the pucks just don't go in, and uh, the points don't show up uh, quite the same. But uh, definitely it's, uh, great to see him drive it. When this team's offense is going, I mean, that's kind of your backbone. I mean, the other stuff will fall into place, but once that's going, that's a good starting point for what you guys will do. Um, yeah, for sure. Obviously, uh, important to put the puck in the net, but I think it uh, starts in our own zone, too. I mean, it's uh, uh, and through the neutral zone. We've talked a lot lately about just putting pucks behind them and um, creating offense out of that, and uh, I thought tonight we did a good job of that. Since it's been put together, uh, you, Connor, and Zach have had a lot of success. What is it about playing with those two? Why you guys have clicked so quickly? Um, well, I mean, I think the, our games kind of complement each other. We all uh, bring some a little different to the table, um, and we just know each other so well. Uh, we can read off each other well. So um, definitely it's been going well for the past couple of games, but uh, obviously can't stop. Just got to keep going. Now, was that a set play? off of uh, your breakaway like nurse came right around the net you were already there was that something you guys had seen in, in film work at all or just anticipate the play uh, that, was, that, was, that was all nursey he called it right before the face off and i uh, just went to the spot and he made a great pass and uh yeah no that definitely was all him what have these last two games meant for you guys as a group as you're trying to kind of find it here i mean it's obviously nice to to be able to break through and um and get our offense going a little bit. I think uh, early in the season, obviously, uh, puck's not going in. Uh, we're, we're trying hard and uh, trying to get around it, but I think uh, it does uh, help the confidence when they start going in a little bit. Looking ahead to Tuesday now, you got, you got Golden Knights coming in here. You guys are playing, obviously, the best hockey here of the season. Good time for them to come back. And um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we know it's going to be a hard-fought game. Uh, it's going to be tight checking, and uh, there's not going to be anything easy out there. So, got to prepare for that. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, take some uh, take some positives out of these last two games, and uh, keep going. Ryan Nugent Hopkins scores tonight. Connor McDavid five points, a goal, and four assists. James Hamblin gets his second career goal, and the Oilers pound the Anaheim Ducks 8-2. Our next game broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. It is Vegas on Tuesday. 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30. Chad Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from 5 to 7 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 7 to 8. Big thanks to Troy Bowler and Andrew Quinnell for their technical work this evening. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.